Did you know that Game Pass or Pass is brought to you for free because of Spotify for podcasters? It's a totally free platform and you can make a podcast today for free. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. And if you think about taking your podcast to the next level with a video podcast, Spotify can help you too. With Spotify for podcasters, you can also earn money in a variety of ways that includes ads and podcast subscriptions. So what are you waiting for? Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcast to get started right now. It is now time for a very Bethesda showcase edition, I guess at Microsoft, of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we normally tell you which games to play on Game Pass. See, I'm never going to get it right again because it's now not the normal one. Normally on this show, we talk about Game Pass games. We tell you which ones that you should play, which ones you should pass on, pass on to your friends, pass on by, whatever. It doesn't matter if I get the intro right because that's not what we're going to be talking about this episode. I am Corey. I am joined by the very special edition, the Steelbook edition. Basher. Uh, you mean the Firefly edition. Thank you very much. This is a Microsoft show. We do not talk about Sony in a positive light ever. <laughs> well, it's not a positive light. Trust me. <laughs> ever. Microsoft and Bethesda. I find it very strange that like they bought all these companies. Like, Was it in the contract that Bethesda was like, all right, we'll be a part of you, but we still want to be like, you still have to say like Microsoft and Bethesda. Like that had to be in the in the contract, right? Because there's no other reason to say it. I can see that happening. A- absolutely. Right. I mean, because technically it should just be Microsoft. Right. Microsoft owns them. And like they're talking about the, you know, the Blizzard buyout, if it goes through, which let's face it, it will. Um, like that, they're not going to be like Microsoft, Bethesda and Activision. No, there's, it's just, so why does Bethesda get special treatment? I don't understand. We are here to talk about what would have been Microsoft's most likely E3 presentation. E3, is officially coming back next year, but this year there was nothing. Um, so as publishers are abandoning E3 left and right, uh, Microsoft is, I believe Phil Spencer is actually on the ESA board, which is the company that uh, owns E3. So maybe that's why they're still always supporting it, as well as doing a little showcase right around the time it would have been E3. Capcom did one as well. Sony did something a couple weeks ago. Rumor is Sony's doing something big at the end of the year. Uh, so Capcom showed off a lot of cool stuff, but we are here, Microsoft, Bethesda. Before that, let us know what you thought about the presentation, 574-651-9256 or gpopfans at gmail.com. Let's, let's break down, in my opinion, this very strange but still compelling presentation for Microsoft and Bethesda. We're not doing the thing that most podcasts do where we let's go over every single thing that was announced. No, we're just going to talk about the things that stood out to us and give our overall how we feel about how it went. So, what was the what's the number one thing from this presentation that stood out to you? It doesn't have to be a game. Maybe the format, but what's the first thing that you think about when I say what do you think about this presentation? I think about how sort of I feel like you just picked up my entire traffic noise in the background just now. Um, I didn't, actually. You didn't? Oh. <laughs> um, I feel like, honestly, perhaps I'm just old and jaded, but I feel like Bethesda never needs its own show again. 
I, I don't. And that's not to say Bethesda makes bad games or I don't like Bethesda. It's just if their overall, especially the way they ended on, what was it? Uh, Starfield. Starfield. I guess felt like the innovation is just no longer there with them. So I saw, I saw some good stuff. And I saw some all right stuff. And I saw some mess stuff. But at the, at the end of the day, my overall feeling was this big Bethesda buyout really, I think it would have hit a lot harder 12 years ago, right before like <laughs> a new Vegas or something, as opposed to now where we've seen kind of most of these games before. Yeah, it's um my overall feeling like coming off of it the we talked about this beforehand and i was like i think this is the year they need to blow it out right like it's been years since they started this buyout spree you know since they bought ninja theory since they bought playground games and like we know playgrounds working on fable we know uh ninja theory is working on hellblade like we don't really know what double fine zoom because they were doing they were doing psychonauts like we know stated decay like we know a lot but there's also a lot we didn't know there's a lot of teams that have shipped something in the past couple years like i was like but this is the year right like you don't have any competition really right now in terms of uh, the field in terms of of giving a presentation so like show us what we're doing but instead they went they took the exact opposite of my obviously well-educated opinion um and they just like we're just going to focus on the next 12 months which it makes uh, yeah it makes sense from a strategy standpoint and there, there's a couple different things that like and we've said this before many times. It's like it's it's you really have to start thinking about Xbox as Xbox. You have to think about Xbox as Game Pass. Like that's that is what they are selling you. Is you already know you can buy an Xbox and you'll get most of the third party games. You'll get Resident Evil Four Remake. Like you can get that game. It's not, it won't be on Game Pass, but you can get that game. So the chances are is if you already have an Xbox and you want that game, you'll either buy it or you'll wait for it on Game Pass. You know, etc. But the only thing they really need to sell you on is Game Pass because. Everyone else is like Capcom is going to advertise Resident Evil 4. Microsoft is going to advertise Forza to you, but they're also going to advertise like they can advertise all of the stuff that they want to and make more money off of Game Pass instead of just advertising Resident Evil 4 to you again kind of thing. So like from a a strategy standpoint as a Game Pass subscriber, like I wasn't blown away by any means. But, like, for the next 12 months, as long as all these games do hit their ship date, and Diablo 4 is still the big question mark, because if Diablo 4 is not on Game Pass right now, but if that deal closes before whenever that game is supposed to come out, that's going to be on there, right? Like, duh. Um, as a Game Pass player, I'm like, okay, like, there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Like, there's some stuff that I didn't know about. There's some stuff that I did know about, like Silk Song being a game, uh, a Hollow Knight Silk Song being a game one, day one Game Pass game. Amazing. I freaking love Hollow Knight. Awesome. 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 I knew that game was coming though. And we knew Starfield was coming and we knew Redfall was coming, but like it really, whenever you, I can say like, okay, I'm seeing almost every game here. I'm already know that I'm at least going to most likely check out because I'm a subscriber. It's really good, but it just, I was not blown away by anything in the slightest. Like, you know what? Nothing, and, nothing blew me away. I, I completely agree. And, and, I, and that's why I, I, I kind of put that, uh, maybe unfair caveat of, of we've seen all of it before because one game that I would have been excited for years ago would have been, um, I think it's called Aura. And it's basically looks like civilization. Yeah. Aura, Aura. Yeah. And you know, and, which I, and, 
I believe that that's the like the original creator of Civilization left 2K to make that game. It's I the same so. game, guys. It's the same game, right? Like, like right. And, and if it's not, you didn't show me anything that says says it's not. Um, Civ Six is well well supported and still putting hours into that. So a new Civ is, although exciting, uh, well, although good to see, is not exciting per se. Um, I will I will say I do like how they're using Game Pass to break into the Japanese market or the Asian market. I think yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's I think it's a good tool to get more of the Asian market on board, especially if you're going to reach out and make deals with with teams like Atlas. I mean, like that's that's the big hitter over there. So more personas, more uh, uh, long. Yeah, I mean like. That that looks that looks cool enough, I guess. But definitely more, definitely more personas, more your strategy RPGs, more more your disguises, more your just 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 a lot of those. Like if I mean, once once they start bringing in the like the uh, Tales of series and stuff like that over, like it's going to be, I think, a really good play for the for the Asian market. Like just because if you're not buying a Xbox now. They might finally jump on board over over a PlayStation because the same way, same reason we jumped on board here is you, you can buy you can play all those games just at one flat rate, right? And it's the it, Microsoft in Japan and, and Asian markets in general like they've always had a rocky relationship. Like Microsoft during the 360 era really pushed you know they got Final Fantasy 13 on the platform. They had that deal with uh, Square Enix for like Infinite Undiscovery and Last Remnant. Like they've really tried, but it just never took off for them, kind of thing. And that's because it's it's the Xbox customer is not one that that you know th- Microsoft gets dunked on for having the same three franchises Forza, Gears, Halo, but like that's what their customer likes kind of thing. You know, not people still bought Final Fantasy 13, but not nearly as many as the people that bought a PlayStation. So like I look at something like Final Fantasy 16 being exclusive to PlayStation 5 and like when that announcement happened people were like, "Oh man, like that that's rough." I'm like, "No, I think it makes sense." Like I played Final Fantasy 15 on Xbox. I think I'm the only person I know that did that though. <laughs> like like and I did that simply for achievements. Like that's it. And I have to imagine I'm not alone in that. It's or not, I, I am alone in that. It's really not like, that big of a deal because that's just that, that that's just one large franchise that isn't and where you make your bread and butter off the Japanese RPGs is when you get the accum- the accumulation in in multiple right. franchises like losing Final Fantasy is not a big deal and I don't think I don't think it ever will be um, but again if they can get more of the Tales games more of the the Sky games more of the Persona games more of the uh, Legend of Hero games like get get all those B level even C level RPGs on, on on a Game Pass and I think you can run the gamut over there. The, the the persona announcement to me is is a um I, I don't want to say it's a big one like it is a big one because like f- finally right like it, it it was always strange that there was because they, they did like that persona of uh like fighting game I think it's arena, Royale whatever it is oh, arena yeah yeah Royale yeah and like but they didn't like persona three four or five wasn't on Xbox like it was always su- it was such a strange thing that they would put 
these uh, like these spin-off games, but the main franchise was never there. So like I'm sure this has been forever in the making. Atlas isn't a huge team, so like ports are not obviously as intensive as a um, you know a new game or anything like that. But they they still take time and money, you know. Um, so I'm assuming that the Game Pass deal is really what kind of forced it. I mean, like, look, we're going to pay you up front to put these, you know, to put this stuff on there. So I think it'll be interesting to see going forward. Because um, I believe Persona 6 is basically going to be announced soon or it has been announced, something like that. Like they're, they're doing some type of, it's around the corner. I mean, and it doesn't seem to be a secret kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see if that ends up coming to Xbox uh, day in and day out kind of, or day in and day. And so... I don't care about Persona, but I know that's a huge series. But then again, like it's like it's not the new stuff. Like I Persona feel, Five Royal is I feel there. Personally attached when you said that. <laughs> personally, but like attacked. you've already played these games, right? Like, well, not if you're an Xbox fan. I sub. Maybe this, this, like, this, this is. I think it's absolutely huge if you're an Xbox fan. Um, in that, in but that, the, I think the Xbox. I don't know enough about. Them. I don't know about Persona, but like. Is it a problem? I don't think it is, but it's not a problem that the first two aren't there, right? Like they each kind of stand on their own, correct? Absolutely, and uh, they, okay. they, don't, they don't run into each other. The Shin Megami Tetsu series; those are more a bit more a, mo- a bit more linear in a way, but for the most part, they're they're, they're almost like Final Fantasies. Like they don't have That's anything to I do thought. with each okay. other. So like you don't, don't really yeah, need maybe, to play their earlier ones. Maybe I'm talking to my butt on that one. Like. To me, it, it just feels like it's it's too. I don't want to say it's too late, but it, like it feels like it, it just took forever. But maybe maybe not. You know, maybe it's it doesn't really matter when it happens. Maybe, you know, Game Pass has proven that things can find a audience way after you think they should. So it'll be interesting to see how that does. But um, so like you know, like I said, I wasn't blown away by anything. Um, some stuff looks really cool, and again, like it's cool that most of this stuff I'll be able to play on Game Pass day one. Um, but I have to look at you know. I, I still am very perplexed of what is happening over there at Microsoft. Like they bought all these studios. And like you said, I don't understand why Bethesda is getting this call out of like, yes. Okay. Skyrim is one of the best selling games of all time. Like I'm not, I'm never going to not give that game its roses, but why are we looking at them as being like, this upper echelon of developer when their most recent releases, especially from Bethesda being fallout 76. And you can, you can do the whole like, Oh, it's a different team, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. They still put that game out. It was on fire. Like they haven't been batting well from the, from the Bethesda standpoint in a while, but like Bethesda with Bethesda came, you know, machine games and the doom IP and the Wolfenstein IP and the rate, like, there's a lot of other things that came with it, but I don't, like, does Bethesda really need to talk about Wolfenstein 3? Like, no, just, just, you own machine games, make them talk about it. It's, it's a super weird thing that I just don't understand, because, look, Starfield looks cool, but I, I don't think I'm alone in saying that, like, yeah, it looks, it looks like a Bethesda game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it, it. Looking at that trailer really highlights how when formulaic, <laughs> right? Um, that too, how developers develop in a bubble, right? And when you get too deep into these four, five, six year cycles, you can't change course. So, this game for them is truly a, a spiritual successor in, in the in Elder Scrolls series. 
However, since then, we've had The Witcher 3 and other games that look exactly like this game. Mass uh, Effect? Like, <laughs> yeah, like seriously. Like, like, yeah, like, No Man's Sky did the planets thing. Like, and, you, and that, that's, I, I'm not prom- trying to undersell it, but I, yeah. I definitely am because the, the promises of, especially in Todd Howard, but the promises of these games are so... They're too uh, big. They're like, too big, the pro- and they're yeah. so vanilla and pre-written. Like, you see all these things, you can go there. We have so many places you can go. And for and, and that's how you know they develop in a bubble, and, and because our biggest concern as gamers is, yeah, but what's over there? Right, right. Which, which again, th- this might be a bubble thing, like... We care about that, but does does the the person they're trying to sell Game Pass to really care about it? Like they're gonna see it as like, okay, I was gonna play Starfield, the next Bethesda game, spend seventy dollars on it, or I can just spend ten dollars and play it. You know, like to to get that size of a scope of a game for ten dollars a month, the the business proposition or the the, the consumer proposition is still insane. So oh, like, absolutely, without a doubt, right. But it's like I am I crazy? Like, have we peaked? Like, has gaming peaked? Oh, that that was my after seeing the PlayStation show, which was horrid, and watching this show, which 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 was just fine. I truly right. think that we that we are being like, like we cheated in a way because when the right. new consoles came, when the new generation, not even this, not even this generation, the previous generation, when that previous generation came through. We were promised a huge advancement in not just graphics, but everything from processing capabilities to to AI, uh, right. and, like improvement. Yet here I am playing playing Elden Ring, and the tracking is from the enemies is still dumb. It's right. it's it's really it really highlights for me. How I am, as a gamer, I'm becoming more and more um, franchise-based. So when the, sh- the show opened up, surprisingly for me, in uh, with a bunch of League of Legends stuff coming in. Right. Honestly surprised to see that, but at, however, at the same time, delighted to see it. Because I wanted to jump back in the league, I just needed a reason, you know? Um and I was just and and the other the other game that like I said that 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 kind of piqued my attention was Aura, and that's because I like Civ Six. I don't think there was a brand new IP that really did something new. Like Flintlock looked good. Yeah, that that looked. It it didn't look good, like like visually. <laughs> like, no, right, right. Like it, like it, but it looked fun, and that's. And I'm I'm trying to decide if it's if it's a me thing or if it's like are more people feeling this le- this way of just like I'm not blown away by anything but like have we just sort of reached a point or a moment in in gaming history where it's just like we're sort of stagnant on on be on on games taking that leap forward like is the leap forward instead of it being graphically or visually or mechanics based is it the fact that everything's a game as a service like is that the actual leap forward this time around and are we stuck in that everything's got to be a part of everything you know um and i i feel like that's that's what's happening is that instead of games being more 
the scope being widened, it's it's all about being a service now. I mean, and uh, I mean, about the- content and keeping you on the treadmill versus being bigger. And so, like, and I look at them, you know, showing off Starfield, and it, we sound like such old men right now. Um, and well, I'm just like, you well, know, this. I'm this, an this, actual old man, so that, that <laughs> this doesn't this doesn't look bad. Like, I'm gonna play Starfield, and I'm probably gonna have a good time with it, but it really does look like fallout in space. Like that's exactly what I, it is. They, they, yeah. It, and it's, by, it's like, hard to be super excited about it. By the end and of that trailer, yeah. I didn't see my first thought was, I didn't see anything innovative, not a single right. thing innovative. And I'm not saying you have to bleed every single iteration needs to be so innovative, but when you take this much time in between your games and you're this you're, you're this team that does this thing. It'd be like uh, if GTA Six finally came out and it was just GTA Five, like right, like, yeah, like you don't, you, yeah, you don't see the 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 advancement, you know, or anything. Yeah, give Rockstar credit for when that GTA Six drops. It's probably going to be a world different than what you've seen before. Whereas, uh, I don't see what really. Is there new besides they should like they showed off crafting like you couldn't craft before in these games? They showed off like the very uh, acceptable expected combat that we've grown to know and not appreciate so much anymore. Then we've seen then then they showed off base building, um, which that was in Fallout. That was in Fallout Fallout Four. Four. So it's terrible. <laughs> we've seen, but then it's, but I, I guess that the way to innovate was you can build a spaceship and fly it. Well, that's cool. Where am I flying it to? Thousands of planets. Okay, then I, now I'm out because I there's no right. way you can put any, put unique content worth going to on thousands of planets. It's just right, and that's I I I think I I think that's where as we're speaking like. I guess we can. We're starting to see through the the BS more and more of these claims, and like so, when you see these big AAA games and they're claiming, like, I look at something like Cyberpunk, and it's like, oh man, there's there's thousands of different things that you can do, and then when the game hits, you're just kind of like, eh, like, you know, like that that game was a an exception where it was just totally on fire, you know. Um, but I think it's just becoming more and more common for or easier for us to just look at a game and and know whether or not they're lying or not kind of thing. And that's why, like, you know, I want to get into more positivity here because we've been dogging on it for, like, 20 minutes now. But, like, I was not blown away by anything. However, there was some standouts for me, and and one being Forza. Like, Turn 10 is secretly their best studio. Like, they are engine masters, and for a long time, they pumped out those Forza games every other year and they were always super solid. Like there, every once in a while, there was something they did that upset the community. But from a gameplay and from a content standpoint, they were always super solid. And we haven't had one since 2017. Um, so that coming out and that looks stunning. Like it, I, it's, it, it, it's it's easily the best looking thing that they've done. Like, it, it didn't do anything for me. Uh, I think I'm. I think I think uh, again. I, I'm gonna be the bitter one in this podcast or every podcast. Uh, it's a racing game. Like I'm going to put an hour into it and then then completely jump off of it. Like those games don't have any kind of end game for me. Yeah. Which is fine. Like that's, that is 
from a non-simulation fan, like that makes sense. Like I, I don't think there's anything about it that's going to pull anyone in. I'm but a at the sim same fan. time, I grew up on my Gran Turismo. But I, when, was, when was the last time you played a sim racer? Uh, Forza or Gran Turismo? Which, <laughs> <laughs> like those, so those been, are the only it's, two. It's been at least five years but, since there hasn't but, been one. But, but, let's, um, but let's but let's let's not pretend they're different. Uh, sure. That's like. That's like saying third-person shooters aren't different. Anyways, point is, um, I will push back and say visually, you cannot say that did not look stunning. Oh no, of course it is. It's a racing game, right? <laughs> like, right, but it's but even even from a racing game perspective, like a a game that's going to run at sixty frames per second, have ray tracing, time of day, realistic simulations, like from a tech perspective, like with most racing games, it looks stunning. I'm but the very thing is, happy as, for as, Forza fans. Exactly. That's yeah. That's that's the best sentiment that I can I can say is like as a Forza fan, I I'm excited about Forza. Not just because it's been the first time we've had one in a long time, but like they legitimately looks like they took that that time off and did something with it. Um, the engine looks phenomenal, and I also want to point out uh, what was it called? High on Life. Like when that that trailer first showed up, and it was like the guns talking to him, and like it's a first person shooter and it's kind of, it's got kind of the, the co-creators of Rick and Morty. Like, I was just like, eh, I don't know, but that's the kind of stuff on game pass. I want to see, like, it looks really unique. It looks visually good and it looks, it looks fun. Like that's where I'm at. Like I've, I've sort of given up on being like blown away by a demo, but instead I'm just like, this just looks fun. And those two games are really like the only ones that like stood out to me other than Silk Song, but we, but it's a sequel. So you kind of know what it is. Um, and that game was announced like four years ago, but like, those are the two games that really stood out to me. Um, and then I'm also looking forward to Pentiment because I'm a huge fan of, of Obsidian in general. And so a, a fully narrative based game coming from Obsidian this year that we didn't know about is, is pretty cool. Um, but that's really, I mean, Diablo four, obviously too, like it's Diablo. So <laughs> it's going to be good, right? Uh, maybe, uh, well, it, it, it will be after the after season after one, <laughs> but uh, it's yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, like I, I honestly, when it comes to Game Pass, I've realized after watching their show that I'm a bigger fan of their smaller stuff, just the the stuff that they don't really showcase, uh, the stuff that I, I kind of have to find that they drop day one stealthily. Uh, because I, I I can look at something like a Forza and, and, object, and objectively say it looks good. Um, this the same with most most of Bethesda stuff. However, truly, just none of like I was more I was more I was, I was more excited to, to play League again. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. And, like, it, it, and, and it and maybe it's because it's the, it's the devil I know, you know? Because Diablo looks really good i love the art style in this one yeah like it legitimately looks like it looks visceral it looks fun it looks right it, look, it looks heavy weighty like it looks it looks like they right. put some like like, like, they, like it, they it looks them. like it looks like the game that we all asked for exactly <laughs> like, right right like it looks like the true sequel to diablo 2 which is what everyone wanted kind of thing exactly so. you said a more diablo 2 which none of you bought um so it's like I I'm, did, but then they put it. They put a cap on the server, and I couldn't play it. Are you so, serious? Oh, geez, yeah, that, that 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 totally happened. So let's, but let's continue. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I can objectively look at Diablo, but again, 
it's the old man in me is the is the pessimist in me with the with the with the way these studios are ran now. I know right. that first year is going to be pay to win. Like you're going to they're going to bring back the auction house in a way that's predatory. People are going to complain. Still put the money into it. <laughs> Twelve months later, they'll quote unquote fix it, and then it'll be then it'll be that game we wanted it to be. So I, I'm looking forward to that game, but not really day one. Um, I'm looking at something like I'm Overwatch. Still, I'm still, I'm still going to be there day one. I don't. Diablo is Diablo is like the closest thing to Doom to me. It's just like I will put off life to check out Diablo for that first week. <laughs> like I will say, also I do appreciate that Overwatch Two is free to play. Yeah, that's a weird one. It should um, be though. After seeing, after what they've shown, like yeah, it was. It was when they first announced that game. It was super weird. They were just like, "Well, the Overwatch Two PVE mode is like the new mode, right?" And that's what we're going to be talking about. But the multiplayer will be coming to everyone, and it's just like, so you're really only paying for the PVE mode, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why? Like, if I already own Overwatch, what are the chances that I really only want the PVE mode? Also, does that mean it's going to be a full price? So, like. Free to play is is the right answer, and I have to assume that's because of the Microsoft buyout. Like, I have to assume that that's going to help them because of the Game Pass thing, but also as well as the uh, free to play kind of thing. And so you're going to be able to give Game Pass members, you know, skins and all that fun stuff um, to help people play, you know, keep their eyes on it kind of thing. So a lot of people seem to be upset with that announcement because they were they're worried it's going to be pay to win. As much as I'm not an Overwatch fan, Overwatch was never pay to win. They're one of the few things. The loot boxes were were bullcrap in terms of drop rates but pay to win and overwatch do not go in the same sentence right so. that, that, that's gonna be pure, purely cosmetic which is which as it should be uh right i I'll, I'll probably jump back into it for 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 a couple of weeks and, and bounce back out of that as well uh i, I think scorn look, looks interesting yeah that, that game actually does look it looks better than i thought it was going to that's for sure like the first gameplay trailer they showed like two years ago, um, maybe it was last year. It, it looked like it was a, a first-person game that had no uh, had no goal. You know, it was just like, what if we made an Alien game? Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, like it looks like Alien, that's cool. But that that new trailer looks cool. Like that might end up being a good, I don't say sleeper hit, but a a good pickup for them. That game was announced originally in 2020 um, with the. Like that, that was a big one for Microsoft saying, like, hey, this is a game, a day one game. And keep in mind, this game also got delayed out of last year into this year. This game was supposed to be out last October, I believe. Um, and this time it's coming out this October. So they've, they've been working on it for quite a long time. I'm hoping that's a good sign. Um, just I'd rather you take time to cook it up in the kitchen than push it out for it's actually ready. Yeah, for sure. And then Dusk, Dusk as Fall, I'm sorry, As Dusk Falls. Um, that is my kind of game, narrative driven, you know, walking dead style. I'm, I'm into those games. I know you are not, um, I'm still probably gonna make you play it, but that seems like a good pickup. Like, again, we were negative on just like not being blown away and, and sort of confused by Microsoft strategy in terms of like buying these studios. But as game pass customers, there's, it's already June, you know, like, and a lot of the stuff is coming this year and it's like, okay, like. And this is not the only stuff coming to Game Pass. There's going to be other stuff that drops that we're not, you know, I won't say prepared for, but that we don't know about that we're going to try out and play. So 
as a Game Pass customer, I'm happy with it. But as from a like a someone who has watched this industry grow and and become what it is, I'm just kind of like in terms of being blown away, like it's super weird. The 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 only focusing on games for the next twelve months almost felt desperate because they have announced stuff like Fable, Perfect Dark, Halo, uh, not Reach. What's it called? Infinite still doesn't have co-op mode. Like there's so many of those studios that we don't know what they're doing. And some of the stuff they announced and it's just gone radio silent and fable was announced in what? 2020. We had, we know absolutely nothing about it still. Like, where is that game? Where is, where is perfect dark? Where's Hellblade? Hellblade was announced in 2019. <laughs> like, where is that game? And so to me, it's just like them focusing on the next 12 months was them just be like, stop asking about these games. Cause they're clearly not coming out in the next 12 months. So see you next holiday. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, overall, this showcase made me optimistic in the sense that they were able to showcase so many different kinds of genres of games. I think that is what really interested me the most is that they really covered a lot of their bases like they have a game for literally everybody coming out in the next 12 months and i think that's the most important thing they're not really relying on just the one or two franchises like they used to that said uh, yeah the, the big franchises that the franchises franchises that they are relying on just don't impress me anymore um I, right. I, I i'm just i'm just not looking forward to the to the bigger the bigger titles yeah, and it's that's that's the part that I'm confused about again is is just what are they doing over there? Um we'll see. You know, again, there's always next year. Um again, I, I want to read it. Game pass as a game pass member, I, I'm I'm excited, but from a industry standpoint, it's very confusing of what they are actually doing. So but um so looking forward to that. Like I said, um Let's just to give you uh, everyone a, a couple dates on this of what's happening. Amber Heard is apparently going to be recast. Didn't know that. Uh, and Aquaman. So I, I doubt that. Uh, no, it's confirmed apparently. What? Um, yeah, Persona. So Persona's coming this year. Cocoon will be coming next year. Diablo Four is next year. Grounded is going into 1.0 this year. Pentiment is this year. Dusk Has Falls is this year. Flintlock is next year. Scorn is this year. So like, there's a lot coming this year. Um, and so we're, we're going to be looking forward to that. Forza is the one that I guess, like, if I had to pick one game, it's going to be Forza. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Obviously, uh, Redfall and Sky, not Skyrim. Wow. Starfield are coming next year. So, um, but there you go. That's our, our reactions. We're a little jaded, um, clearly, but I, I think as a showcase, like I said, I, I don't, it wasn't bad as a game pass customer, but as a Microsoft person, it's just kind of like, eh, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm confused where those big AAA franchises that they've they've talked about and announced. They bought all these studios. Where are those games, man? Or, what is taking so long? Or just the cool double double A games, right. uh, like uh, the, the the their big double A game of the showcase was a uh, Plague Tale Two, and I'm still confused as why people love that first one. <laughs> yeah, we're we are we are really on the the minority on that one. People love that first. Game. I see. That. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Um. I liked some ideas of it, but I thought it was way too long. Um, and I, I thought it overstood its welcome. But maybe it's just wrong place, wrong time. You know, maybe I maybe I need to go back to it and try to revisit it. I'm not it, doing so. that. Uh, I'm going yeah. all in on Aura. That's my game. That's my game of show. You go. I'm a big fan. Aura, I don't I don't think they had a 
date on that one. They said next 12 months, didn't they? They Yeah. But but they didn't, I don't think they put even a year on that Uh, one. I think it was, um, yeah. All it says is join the insider program today. So I'm guessing that's a 2023 game. If it was 2022, they probably would have said it. So there you go. Let us know what your favorite game of the show was. Maybe you think Starfield looks amazing. Maybe you think we're too jaded. Let us know. 574-651-9256. Gpopfans at gmail.com. In terms of the future, uh, we're going to be having an episode coming out on a game that I'm totally blanking on the title right now. Um, it was the the the, the, the side-scrolling uh, Legends of... The Fall, no. Udia? What are you talking about? Yes, that one. Uh, What's U- that game called? U- Udia Chronicles. Chronicles. That one. We got an episode coming on that. Um, I am playing Chorus, and I'm going to make Basher play that, so that way we can talk about it. Anything out that you are digging, or anything that you are even playing that well, you want to... Well, I still, I still got a couple of games under my belt, uh, so I still got Chinatown Detective. Um, right. Um... I'm also playing through the name of that game just left my head. It's the Wild West thing that just Weird came West? out. Weird West, yes. I've been interested in that one. I have not played it though. Maybe I'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to tag team that one. So yeah, I'm definitely uh there's definitely a lot of good stuff on there. Which which again, the show That's the point. The, right? the, the shows <laughs> they this the showcase, the games they showed, I personally was not very interested in. However, there's a there's a lot that drops every other week that's just great to play. So right again, as as Game Pass customers satisfied as Microsoft, like where's the big titles? Confused. So very, and for that reason, it was very confusing. Also, why is there a Slipknot and Smite crossover? I see that's more your people's thing. So I thought maybe you could tell me. No, what? Stop. Just stop what you're stop it right now. Whatever whoever did this, stop it. You I hate you. Alright. Um that's gonna do it for this episode of Game Pass or Pass. We'll be back next week with that that game Illudian Chronicles, which I will never understand the name of. Um and then after that we're gonna be having either some chorus or some some whatever basher playing. <laughs> we will see you <laughs> next time. Good day, sirs.